There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to News from the Krabby Coffee Shop with your host, Don McLean, from the adventures of Bradley and Don on My Talk 1071, Garage Logic's newsman, Mr. FYI, John Height, and the crabbiest guy in the coffee shop, Kenny Olson. Mm, Betty bought a bought some butter, but she said this butter's bitter. If I put it in my batter, it'll make my batter bitter, but a bit of better butter will make my batter better. Then she bought a bit of butter better than the bitter butter. Made her bitter batter better. So twas Betty bought a bought a bit of better butter. <laughs> not yes. bad. Not Good bad. Good job, Kenny. Yeah, not bad. He's practicing his auctioneer skills. Wow. If you ma- uh, missed last week's episode, we had an amazing guy on um, teaching us the real deal about being an auctioneer. Mr. Hallberg from the yes. Continental Auctioneer School. Mm-hmm. I found that online and printed it out. And <laughs> about just once a day, I'm not taking it too seriously, but once a day, I'll try to stumble my way through it. That might be my best effort yet. Yeah. Because I felt the pressure of the open <laughs> mic and the camera stare, the unforgiving camera staring oh, at me. Yes. Hi, Dawn. Hi, hello, Ross. Hello. Hi, hello. Hi, John. How are you? Uh-oh. Where's John? Uh, Where's John? Can we John? can we explain what happened here? We had to have a scheduling change on my part, so yeah. John John couldn't be here today. So it's... apologies on that, but thank you to you two. Yeah. Have either of you tried to access yet the link that the wonderful auctioneer school sent us as a, I guess, a, a thank you from them? Yeah, that's, that's I, very nice. I have not yet. I whole heartedly intend to here over the weekend because I do have some time and I'm really looking forward to working through those exercises. Oh, good. Yeah. Could be some extra income for Ross in the future if totally. he really nails it. Totally. Yep. Oh, you think you're going to branch into that? He no, totally could. Kenny, come on. Ross could be a good auctioneer. Maybe you should just work on your on-air skills first. <laughs> I started doing a bit. Well, by starting, we did it once. We might do it more on another podcast that I'm on where they give me they give me a scenario, mm-hmm. and I'm basically a politician's press secretary, and I turn it around. Oh, sure. So the last one was basically somebody in the parking lot was caught kicking puppies, and then I had to turn that oh, around Jesus. to make it sound not so horrible. Mm, sounds like they're ripping off a bit from GL. Maybe they should try to branch out and do something a little more creative uh, <laughs> that they come up with on their own than instead of ripping it off from GL, who, of course, we ripped it off from Steve <laughs> Allen. So I was just going to say everybody rips everything Nobody's off. doing anything know, uh, honestly uh, anymore. Yeah, that's that's true. But Bridget McCutcheon is. Yes. She is so infectious. I love watching what on Facebook they call reels. Yes. Uh, because even if you're crabby, by the time her little video segment is done, you're laughing with her because she's such a nut. Did you find that, Ross? Did I you? did. Do you want to hear her most recent update mm-hmm. from 10-ish hours ago? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where is she, that. first of all? Or does Germany, she say? I okay. think. Yeah. Here we go outside of Munich and today we'll be going back to Frankfurt and Kawasaki to retrieve my motorcycle. It was getting serviced and she's going to have new tires, um, new fork seals, new spark plugs, 
bunch of bunch of stuff bunch of stuff was taken care of i'm excited um i'm wearing i'm wearing my shoes because it's very cold and i don't have most of my gear with me she's at a campground there there's kiva she is also cold who's walking up hi kiva from the distance <laughs> over her shoulder I'm just gonna wait and this is where she just gets in the <laughs> <laughs> they do look miserably cold, by the way. But okay. she's so jolly, you know? She's just a happy person. <laughs> and it's something you admire or yeah. aspire to? Yeah, I, I wish I could be like that. Okay. Um, it, it's got to have something to do with her age, right, Dawn? She's not beat down like the rest of us. Mm -hmm. And some people come from families where they look at everything in a jolly way, but we weren't raised with that. Yeah, no, not optimistic. <laughs> we were told how awful we are yeah. and how we're not going to amount to anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not like, let's look on the bright side. You know, it's like, oh... Like, oh, you know what? You feel bad now because of the wildfires down here, but it's <laughs> just, way worse in Canada. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's just you the wait. attitude. Yeah. Won't be long in Ohio will be on fire. <laughs> right. That's the kind of attitude. Yeah. And then you feel guilty for feeling bad and it's yeah. a whole cycle. Eat your Brussels. There's kids starving somewhere. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Two dash no, what would that be? What's the what's the what's this thing? In a, what are you talking about? I'm trying to give out her website, but it's got those weird lines in it. Oh, way to come out of left field there. Uh, okay. Uh, a bike will travel? I think well, you just it, find her that way? it's twowheelsround.com, but it's got oh. the little lines dash? in it. Dash? Yeah. Is that a dash? I think so. Okay. It's, it's it's either an underscore or a dash. It's a dash. Oh, or an equals sign? No, it's a dash. Two-wheels-round.com. Okay, okay. She's always, uh, this sounds, I mean, it sounds like I'm schlepping for her, but... What she's doing isn't cheap, so if you got a few bucks, True. throw it her way. Yes, she's trying to travel the world on her motorcycle, That's if you don't know and Bridget. so far, so good. She's doing great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, our other Wisconsin badass gal, Kennedy Swan, mm -hmm. we had her and her dad on, what was that, April? Yes. It was before the season started. And uh, she had been, um, her plan was to move out of the B mods, and she was a champion in that class, won a track championship, and uh, won a lot of races. She moved out of the B mods into the regular A mods, and she's been having a tough go of it. Okay. And I'm, I, I don't consider myself of any importance, but I think I somehow jinxed her. Oh, did you? No. Remember we were talking about I wanted to know how she was rotating, how she was getting through the corners, mm. if she was steering with the throttle or if she was using her brakes. And she said, well, it's it's a combination of throttle and brakes, so you're using them both. And for the first month or so, she had a lot of problems with her brakes set up and was having a lot of problems, what we call rotating, going, you know, turning left in these corners. She finally got that solved, and now she's doing a lot better. So the last, I'd say, week and a half, she's been really good. But if you're out and about um, this weekend, anywhere in Wisconsin or up by Duluth, she's got a pretty busy schedule. It's starting tonight at ABC Speedway. That's in Ashland, Wisconsin. You can see Kennedy run there 
Friday and Saturday, she's at a track called Gondick Law Speedway. It's in Superior, Wisconsin. Great little track. Two-day program there. Sunday, she's in Proctor, Minnesota, which is just north of Superior. And then on Monday, she's back at her home track, Rice Lake. So a very uh, busy weekend for Kennedy Swan. If you're in the area and if you have uh, interest in that, go That's find awesome. her. That's awesome. Yeah, we're always here to support our, our women in sports. Kenny, let's say worst case scenario happens, you wreck one of those bad boys. How much work is going to go into it and how much time before you can uh, get it back on the track? Three-man job anywhere from um, eight hours to eight days. That's what I thought. I, oh. I mean, she wrecked. She had a really bad wreck last fall, and it took them, I think, a week to fix the car. Okay. Sometimes you have to strip virtually everything out of it, so all you have left is the cage, the, the frame, mm. and you have to bring it to the guy that made it, and they have to put it in their jig and make sure it's straight. Okay. Sometimes the crashes are that bad. And then you have to go put everything back on the car. So, yeah, it can be a long, uh, a long... This past weekend, I was at the Henry Ford Museum of Innovation. And there is this uh, big area of the museum on cars and literally any type of vehicle, mm -hmm. right? And, and there's a racing section. And there is a video that plays, Kenny, that talks about some of these cars and how quick... A fix can be or how quick they have to get a car ready before the next race and then even how long it can take to get one road ready and Kenny maybe I, I know you've watched these these videos where people are racing cars up and around Pikes Peak Oh yeah. my gosh! So cool, yeah, and so terrifying I was at say, the same that time. That sounds like a really, really scary. <laughs> they they do this like aerial shot, like with a drone, where if you took a corner too fast and mm -hmm. went flying off of Pikes Peak, yeah, and oh, it's come on. your stomach literally Jeez. just stinks. why do they have to do that? Oh, or it's not stinks; it sinks into it your stinks. <laughs> well, it does stink actually if you go flying off that. But no. if you're in the area and uh, in a, it's not just cars at the Henry Ford Museum, there mm -hmm. it's literally. Everything. Where is it? Uh, just outside of Detroit. I think oh, it's in okay. Dearborn, Michigan. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Really, really cool stuff. So if anything like that tickles your fancy, you should check it out. It oh, was cool. It was really cool. And uh, Kenny, did you know, I'm, this is more of a John thing, so sorry to do this without John. The car that uh, JFK was allegedly assassinated in allegedly. by allegedly <laughs> Lee Harvey Oswald on his own. Yeah. Did you know that vehicle was still used by four more presidents after the fact? Are you kidding me? I'm serious. What? Can you imagine going to... No. Can you imagine being LBJ and they're like, oh, by the way, sir, the car's ready. It's been cleaned. I would look at them and go, you want me to do what? No, 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 no. We're going to scrap that. It was LBJ... Jimmy Carter, Richard Nixon, and uh, somebody else. But basically else. basically the four presidents right after that all in some way, shape, or form used that car. Oh, my god! I would want nothing to do with it. No. I'd be like, I'm not riding in that. Get something else. Get, get, a, get a cab before I ride in that. That's crazy. Okay, the other guy we've been following along with is this character we had on, Mike Adkinson. Remember the tractor trip for Parkinson's yes. guy? Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. This guy has been a lot of fun to follow on Facebook because he's he's uh, he's a good old boy. He's not media savvy, and I think all the updates he does on his telephone uh, he must do on his telephone because there's almost no punctuation, and uh, the spelling is kind of suspect. And the suspect. way they, it's just all one big long paragraph with a three a uh, few random periods thrown in, no commas. 
Um, but it's a lot of fun uh, following him. And he actually drove that thing through Yellowstone, the park. Oh, wow. And, yeah, he came out in West Yellowstone, then drove north and then west again over by Ennis, uh, Montana. This is on the far uh, western, south um, western border of, um, it would be Montana and Idaho. And then he went up north to uh, Kalispell and up there. And uh, as of a couple of days ago, he had left Kalispell and was heading towards uh, Washington. Okay. So if you want to follow this guy, Mike, he's he's quite a character. Uh, at one point, he lost his phone. It jiggled out of his pocket and <gasps> fell out on the highway. Oh, no. So he's in a bar, and um, he calls. He borrows a f- cell phone for somebody else, uh. calls some gal he knows in Washington State. She's able to pinpoint his his phone. Sure. Some locals bellied up to the bar next to him, hear all this. They volunteer to go out and find his phone. Oh, this is lovely. I love this. It's 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 like a find my iPhone thing. I love that. Yeah, I do it in my house all the time. (laughs) You don't call it? Do you have (laughs) somebody call it? I always have it on silent because, you know, broadcasting. And so any phone call that comes through, it does not make a sound or even vibrate. And so I miss a lot of phone calls. But either way, yeah, I have to do the whole thing where it chimes no matter what. And then I'm like, oh, it's in the refrigerator anyway go on <laughs> so uh anyway they go out and find his phone what i've learned a lot about mike is he, he and we knew this when we talked to him he really likes bars he is a big fan of drinking okay <laughs> especially beer but he'll uh, he'll sit down in any bar along the way and he does that frequently um so he's a, a really fun um follower and there's a big long story about him losing his uh, tractor and finding it, and then a nice big long story about his time in Kalispell. I uh, made a donation to his cause, Aww. and I got a, le- a legitimate thank you email from him, and Aww. you guys you guys will get a kick out of this. The thank you email simply just said, thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. Good. That's all you need. No, and yeah. I didn't even need that, but no. it did make me chuckle. He yeah, did funny. plug, he gave us a plug on Facebook. Um, right after he was on, and, and I don't remember when that was when we had him on. It was what April, May. It doesn't. It all runs together. And somehow he found me on uh, Facebook too, which I thought I was unfindable. Um, but he evidently found uh, found me, and he. I think he tried to, you know, um, send you a friend request. Me. Yeah, yeah. But right. I, I no, I shut that. No, no. Oh my gosh, yeah. I don't do. I don't do that. Yeah. I get it. I don't, uh, yeah, I don't do Facebook anymore. So, uh, May was when we had Mike on, if that matters to you. And hopefully this isn't too much work for you, but can you, since like, if you just joined us and you don't know who we're talking about, hopefully Ross, you can put some links to their pages on our, yes. You know, everybody uh, we've talked about, I will link. Thank you so much. I know that that's a little bit of extra work for you, just because if people don't know who we're talking about, they can go back and and, um, try to find them. Dawn, anything for you within reason, anything for Kenny. Okay. All (laughs) righty. So there's been this story that's been going around for a week or so now, um, and it reminded me of, uh, well, me. And then uh, since it came out, I've been wondering about you, McLean. Okay. Um, because I've had a number of uh, what I call real-world jobs, and I've screwed up and, and made some pretty serious mistakes oh. in, in these real-world jobs. And the story that's been going around is this janitor who um, was working in some sort of research lab. There was an alarm going off for a mm. freezer, 
It was driving him crazy. So he shut down the freezer. No. What is it? What's in there? More than 20 years of research was ruined at this upstate university, uh, upstate New York University. Because he shut off this freezer due to annoying alarms. And to make it worse, um, the, the people there, I guess they'd be scientists, have put up signs on what you do when... The alarms start going they, off. They did that before. So There's, those were up. Th- there were big signs. Oh, God. Up. And this, by the way, oh, happened no. in 2020, as far as I can tell. But it's just coming to light now. Um, because they're still pissed. Because they're in court. Oh, in court shoot. Oh, and, yeah, oh, and they're oh, suing no. um, for over a million dollars in damages to the company that the uh, janitor worked for. I'm sure we're not supposed to call him a janitor. We're no, supposed right. to call him a something. Is he something. a security, like overnight security? No, he's a janitor. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, man. Oh. oh. So, yeah. And of course, he's ashamed and he's sorry, but that doesn't change the fact that he just destroyed over 20 years of research. And these cells or whatever they were keeping in the freezer were highly susceptible to any kind of temperature change whatsoever oh my god this is so sad but you know the guy doesn't have a million dollars i'm sort of like it's stupid that he did that but i'm feeling for him and i'm kind of on his well, side the, they're they're um if it's that important to you then you need to have somebody overnight manning it that isn't the janitor <laughs> shouldn't there be more protocols in place I would, my lawyer if i were the janitor would be like yeah don't leave it in charge for a janitor like it's, a simple sign if it's that important to you you should be on call 24 7 the company he works for the you know it's an outside company that comes in and does the cleaning so that's the people they're suing they're not suing the oh, janitor okay, himself. him in particular right oh, right still oh so I'm working this job and uh, I started at this company um, as a driver, just mm-hmm. delivering stuff um, because I didn't w- I wanted to be left alone. I didn't want to have any public contact. I yeah. didn't want to n- hang out with employees. I just yeah. well, they pulled me off the road and said, we we need you in the um, the photo developing lab. And so I would have to process film. And then I would have to take um, slides, which are called in that world positives, mm-hmm. and I'd have to digitally scan them and turn these positives into um, a digital image. So I'd hand them back a disk, right? Sure. But this part of the job, like I said, was um, developing film. There's two kinds of processes. We have C41. That's for developing negatives, the kind of pictures we take, right? Sure. The other one is called E6, and that's for developing positives, slides. Okay. Two different processes. You Ooh, with me here? I'm scared. Y- yes. Yeah. Yeah. I can already see There's where this is going. There's only two options, but I'm already confused. Our biggest client, I mean the biggest client without a doubt, was a guy named Bill Lindner. He took professional photos of fish underwater. Oh, He's God. part of the Lindner fishing family um, that people from Minnesota in the Midwest okay. know. They know his brother, know. Al. Yeah, if you're into it, sure. So Bill would, um, after a shoot, he would. they would either be in his tank at his studio or out in the wild. No, no. no. Would drop off a S-ton <laughs> of film, both negative, C41, mm-hmm. and positives, E6. Mm-hmm. Guess what I did? What? I had become so damn I'm good at this job like that. You should never be that way. Ever. 
It ever, doesn't matter what you're doing. Ever or for how long you've been doing it. This was don't. a valuable lesson. I either processed some E6 and C41 or C41 and E6. I mixed them up. I didn't look at them. I went into the wrong dark rooms. I set it up, processed the whole thing, didn't notice till they came out of the dryer, and I'm looking at them going, oh, my God. Oh, man. I had to call my boss and tell him what I did. Our My boss had to call Bill and tell him what we did. Shoot. Bill wasn't happy but he wasn't super upset i don't think he did a lot of yelling and screaming i didn't mm. i didn't lose my job but within six months bill wasn't using the studio anymore oh no yeah. and that's your fault yeah totally oh my gosh totally yeah yeah no. you should never be i'm not saying to you i'm just reminding myself never be so cocky to think that you don't have something else to learn and you need to freaking pay attention to what you're doing I, I, it's, oh my God, it still to this day makes me sick. And this was, I'm going to say 2000 or 2000, early 2001. Mm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh boy, I don't, I can't think of something that I've done that, that, that is that scary. But I would like to say this, when people say, if you could go back in time and be anywhere, like, oh, when Lincoln was shot or whatever, you know. The Emancipation Proclamation signing. I don't want to do that. I want to go back into little moments like Kenny, probably with earrings and long hair, discovering an, a little camera to see his face for the first time, realizing that he screwed up this bad. These are the kind of things that I want to see and be in the room for. Not because I enjoy seeing people in pain, but that moment is like... The moment, the sinking feeling when you realize you just deleted an entire podcast that you just recorded or something like that, or something as, as crazy yeah. as this, yeah. it's that moment where I love that to look on there, people's faces. There is a certain comedic oh. element to massive F-ups. <laughs> yes. And sometimes when, you, when they go, I don't know, long enough past, maybe it's been days, months, or years, and you can start to realize mm -hmm. the comedy in it. Some are easier than others, though. I got a couple quick ones for you. Back in the day, uh, probably about the same time frame as you, Kenny, with your camera mishap, I was working at a shipping store where we shipped out stuff for UPS, FedEx, mm. DHL, or at the time it was Airborne Express, neither here nor there. I ruined a family's Christmas because we would take packages in and send them out, right? Yeah. And you would have to ship them or pack them up, ship them, yada, yada, yada. Hence the name of the business. I took... Somehow, and it was a very loose process, but the wrong names got assigned with the wrong packages. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I sent an entire family's Christmas packages that should have went to, like, California to Arizona. And the ones that should have went to Arizona went to California. And as the story goes, one of the families then had no Christmas presents because oh, I my God. sent them to the wrong place. Oh. And I still do feel bad about that to this day, but there is... Another one that directly can't you just blame the computer or something? Just I, 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 you've got to be able to place blame in those situations. I think that one was pretty apparent that somehow I had screwed up the shipping labels, if mm. I remember correctly. I got one that directly relates to Garage Logic, Kenny, that you'll remember well, but actually had a mildly happy ending. Does it involve me? No. Because I had a bad episode this week, and I don't want to talk about it. No, oh, no, we, no. we won't. <laughs> All right. The one that I'm going to talk about goes back to, like, my second and a half stint here at Hubbard. 
Uh, anybody own or remember the Universitai of Fighting Stogies fiasco from about yeah. four or five state fairs ago? That was your no fault. Idea. That was that was my fault, and it turned out to be great because they sold better than the actual so uh, correct ones. There's a, a logo <laughs> um, that says University of the Fighting Stog- Stogies, and the Stogies, it's the mascot, and it's, I don't know what it is, but it's smoking a, or no, it's an animated cigar, right? Yes. It's a c- yep. cigar with a face on it. And um, it, the arc logo over the top is supposed to say University of, or whatever, and instead it says Universitai. University is spelled wrong. So the I and the T basically got flip-flopped. And nobody, including Ross, (laughs) noticed. And these things were out on the market for a few days. I think it was seven or eight days, Kenny, before we caught it. Before some (laughs) smart-ass, know-it-all, mansplaining GLer sent us the funniest email in the whole wide world. Oh, Oh, I don't even know this part. And um, I... Pretty sure Such read the email on the air, and we all had a really good laugh about it. And then, as it turns out, of course, anything where there's a typo, these things turned out to be collector's items. This thing, too, on the on the front end, went through. So Dan Seaman, our big boss, calls me up and says, Hey, can you walk over and look at that University of Garage Logic Fighting Stogie shirt? Yeah. And so at this point, I know something's up. Sure. So I stare at it, and I go, "I uh, What's wrong? And he goes, Read university and then spell it out and i do that and i just go i think i literally on the phone with big boss went oh f except i didn't say f i think the entire word came out oh sure and this is this is the wonderful human side of big boss man he just goes i don't want you to worry about it you missed it i missed it the designer missed it the printer missed it everybody missed it but then we're like well what do we do with all these dang shirts didn't matter because an hour and a half later, all anybody wanted was the misspelled <laughs> of shirt. They do. Because that's the worst <laughs> word in the whole sentence to misspell. University, <laughs> a place where you learn. Yeah, <laughs> it's like misspelling school. So it worked out, but I tell you what, you guys, for 20 minutes, I felt awful, terrible. I felt like an inch tall, and I think Big Boss Man knew that He's and tried pumping fine. me back up. But it was it was awful, guy. but it turned out to be hilarious. And Dawn, by collector's items, I mean, if we if you paid $49 for it new, it's now worth $39. So, <laughs> oh, sure. And that's what I mean by collector's <laughs> items. So, yeah. God, you you okay. sit on that for a few years, GLers. Maybe you'll get your money back. Out oh, of my it. gosh. Wow. All right. Uh, we're going to have a huge argument when we come back. Mm. Self-monitor your blood pressure in four easy-to-remember steps. Self-monitoring is power. Visit managerbp.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the American Heart Association, and the American Medical Association. In partnership with the Office of Minority Health and Health Resources and Services Administration. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, This A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Uh, we've got to do some- Turn that crap off. We've got to do something about this. I don't want to hear any GL music on this on this show anymore. You gonna say that to Dylan's face? 
Uh, yeah, no, I'll send you some music. No, there's nothing wrong with the music except that I hear it all the time on GL, and I don't need that kind of flashback right now. Okay, okay. fair yeah. point. Well, we have to use things that, of course, you know, because right. we can't. Right, we but don't I've pay for licenses to music. I've got so. some uh, buddies and bands, and they've oh, given great. me permission, and I just haven't followed through. And, oh, nice! And, so, I can uh, pretend to play the harmonica. I mean, I don't know how, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> let's get into this story here. So, uh, yeah, and this concerns probably the only channel that I really, 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 really love on TV, and that is Turner Classic Movies. So I found this article. It is a fresh air. uh, It's actually, you can listen to it. David Biancooley did this article. The title is, If You Love Film, You Should Be Worried About What's Going On at Turner Classic Movies. And he goes on to say that, you know, Turner Classic Movies, the way it is, is perfect. Don't mess with it. Do not change anything. You get delightful you know, uh, everybody knows the classic movies, black and white movies, and then in between all of these little really informative breaks about costuming or or what was going on at the time. Lighting, and it's like, yeah. wow, I'm really learning something here. It's just yeah. so interesting for nerdy people about film. There was a great series of documentaries about movie making on overnight last yes. night. I oh. recorded all of them. Yeah, so it's just a lot of really, really fun movies that go all the way back to the silent era mm-hmm. and all the way into, I'm going to say, the late 80s and early 90s. Right. And this is the brainchild of Ted Turner, as we know, Turner Classic Movies. But now we have David Zaslov uh, coming on board from Warner Brothers Discovery. So it's all wrapped up into the, if you have Discovery Plus, you get uh, TCM in there as well. Yeah. Well, things are changing. He pretty much fired everybody in the UK office. That doesn't mm-hmm. exist anymore. And replaced a lot of people for no apparent reason other than, like, I just want my people in there um, that usually curate the movies and make all of this happen. Mm-hmm. Well, now we have Steven Spielberg, um, you know, Ben Mankiewicz still there, I hope. Yeah, um, Ben's still there. He's yep. still there, and he does a lot of the hosting. And then, you know, you have Scorsese and you have... Uh, uh, I think Paul it's Thomas what? Anderson. Yeah, yeah, Paul I think Thomas so. Anderson, which Along I love. With... You know, I love him, and you know, these are giants in the industry, but they're going to be making decisions on what to curate. Yeah, and it's just you know, it's it's like now it's buried in unless you just have the TCM service or watch it on cable. Your streaming opportunities have really been buried down at the bottom. Like you can't find it. They're it also is. just yeah. putting up stuff that's you know. A lot of stuff that's like the 70s movies that are in color and it just it feels like to the writer here that it's going to be really going down the crap hole. There you go. <laughs> Zaslav has promised um, both the staff, the on-air staff and the people that are actually left at TCM that he didn't blow out of there has promised them that there are going to be no on perceivable on-air changes, and the only changes will be for the good. And like you said, he brought in Spiel's, uh, Spielberg, Scorsese, and Anderson. And I saw one of them. I think I saw the Spielberg segment, and it went by me so fast that I missed the plug. Because Scorsese, or Scorsese and Spielberg, they're there to talk about, like, say, the three movies they picked out for that night's movie matinee, right? Yeah. And they talk to, it's usually they're talking to Ben, Ben Mankiewicz, who's, who's a great guy, super knowledgeable. Love him, yes. Um, but they're also getting a plug-in for their latest movie. I know. And that 
It's like uh, I was inspired by these three movies to make my movies that you can see now in theaters. So, and I don't know how to feel about that. I don't like the creepy, slimy, greasy part of that. Yeah. Because we know what's actually happening. It's actually just a, a, a promotion yeah. for his movie buried within, you know, what he likes. Part of me likes that because I like to know what the inspiration is. You know who... Um, and sometimes the only guy that's really super, super obvious is Quentin Tarantino. You can watch a movie of his and go, oh, yeah, okay, so that scene is a tribute to, you know, mm -hmm. someone old. Um, but a lot of times with Spielberg and Scorsese, you don't realize realize that. So I found that interesting. And the other thing, I've actually been following the story since um, I looked. It was the middle of last week that I sent this uh, link email to myself about this. Mm -hmm. He called in all the on-air talent to his office and he promised them all ahead of time that it, TCM is always on in my office, always on. And of course, when they got there, it was on and he um, told his secretaries and people in the office support staff that make sure you tell these guys it's always on in my office and I really love it. So he claims to really, really, really love the channel and he claims there won't be a lot of discernible differences, but we know his history. We know what he's been doing. Yeah. And TCM has been un, uh, undergoing these changes for the last few years because they keep getting peddled. They keep getting sold. Now it's somebody else that's buying. Yeah. Now it's Warner Brothers. Mm -hmm. Now this asshat is in charge and he has a rich history of firing people and shutting offices down and changing things uh, because he's he's um, he's worried about the bottom line. Yeah, you know, he's, he's making those... deals. He's wheeling and dealing with, you know, uh, people that are in the upper echelon of, of film. It's just like, oh, I'll get you in and do this and then we'll promote. It's just, it's gross. And it really makes us nervous because one of the articles I read covered this. I am a fanatic about TCM. Seriously, yeah. fanatic. I always know what's going to be what's showing today and tonight, and I always check it, and I'm always rolling tapes. Sometimes I don't make it five minutes through a movie. Sometimes I discover a movie I've never heard of that's just the most wonderful thing I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And it's so good, and we're very... I would say we are probably more passionate about TCM than sports people are about ESPN. Oh. That's how yeah. sick, that's how sick, how bad I have it with TCM. So we don't trust this guy. No, absolutely not. But like, I really want to because Ben does. Oh, and the other hosts well, maybe do. Ben is pretending to. Do you yeah. think he would do that? He, ben seems like the guy that would. I know that we think that Ben just does this out of the goodness of his heart, but Ben also gets paid. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And the person writing the checks, even though he has, of course, a, he is he's a legend because of his family history within the uh, the movie industry, which is obvious. But he also bottom line is, is that he, that's his boss. That's his boss now. So, you know, what are you going to do? I expect everybody to treat their boss the way I treat my boss yeah which is absolutely horrible <laughs> i mean let's let's face it he's a bean he's a bean counter yeah. he doesn't know talent he doesn't know what's good he knows what sells yeah come yeah. on well, and I, I i am i'm probably the only person in this business that's on, honest enough to tell people that yeah and, and and i think that what we're probably talking about here is the loss of just Things that are pure and not based on um, any type of agenda, uh, you know, 
right. people not trusting just the ability of talented people who have done nothing wrong in their job, but Ever. put out a supreme product, and yeah. then just for no reason whatsoever, because somebody is money hungry, or yeah. they want to change things just for their own ego, right. they're losing good people that did nothing right. wrong. Right. That's who I feel for, not yeah. necessarily me, who can't just turn it on and go, oh, I've never watched that before, you know? It's like having a radio station that's now like top 40 hits. That's what it's turn, going to turn how into. Many, how many bosses, um, executives, and program directors, and general managers have we known throughout the years that have destroyed either a format or a radio station mm-hmm. or just the vibes? And I'm not... I'm not just talking about HBI. I'm talking about all the radio corporations across the country. KQ used to be one of the best places in the whole wide world to work. Eh, Not so much anymore. Mm. You know what I mean? And Tom has talked about this uh, live, actually, with us on GL. And and it's like that across the board with all sorts of different radio stations. And uh, the, the reason I think we're different is um at hbi is because of who's at the top who's up upstairs that's you know she's amazing yes and although i love to rip dan dan has saved my ass so many times in the last 30 years i mean i first started working for him in the uh in the 90s yeah you know and he is he's literally pulled me out of the wreckage and said go to work here you go yeah Absolutely. He's, um, but I, I also, out of the other side of my mouth, I rip them, you know? Well, that's just, just for fun, you know? <laughs> and, and the great thing is, is that he doesn't not take that personally. Um, I, you know, I'm working here and I'm probably most satisfied with the management here that I have been any other place. But that doesn't mean I don't want more money. I just want yeah. to put that out no, there in case always, they're listening. Same. I'm not kissing your ass. We same. always, Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> you're paying me half what I'm worth, Dan. Let's go here. <laughs> no, no. But, but uh, seriously, I mean, they're really, they, they see you as a person and not just like, what can you do for me? My weird analogy is employees are pit bulls and management is their owners. Mm. You encounter a mean, nasty, ugly pit bull, a pit bull that wants to rip you from limb to limb. That's a reflection of their owner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I've known pit bulls that have just been the most sweetest, wonderful dogs you'll ever meet. More friendly than a lab. And it's a reflection of their owner. There was a very high ranking person here who came up to me one time and literally just said, hey, how are you doing? And I immediately went into work mode where I said, oh, we're we're working on this. We got this going on. We're hoping to have this launched. And they literally said, no. How are you, are you you're doing? Talking, you've got to be talking about the chairman. Are you? Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. say that. Okay, so I'm walking out. I, I know there's a million stories about the chairman like this. He's an amazing person. Uh, I'm walking out to my truck one day through the garage where he usually parks. The garage door is open. It is pouring rain. I mean, really hard. He's standing there watching the rain. And uh, <laughs> he goes, uh, you want to use my umbrella? It's really coming down. <laughs> and I'm like, really? No, if I'm parked right there, I'm going to get a little wet. But no big deal. Oh, but thanks for the nice. offer. Yes. And, and that's that trickle down thing that, yes, that I'm talking about. And that's why I really want to believe Ben Mankiewicz. Oh, that he has... 
Um, that he, maybe he knows something we don't. Yeah, maybe he does. So we'll, we'll just trust Ben. I think that's a good good way to put but it. We, we're already mad and nothing's happened. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I need that on it. a t-shirt. I, yeah. I'm already mad and nothing's happened yet. State I'm, fair's I'm, right around the corner. <laughs> right. I'm already mad. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't even know why. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, or just I'm already mad. <laughs> anyway, if something does, yeah, I'm always mad. Maybe that that should be mine. You're, always, always angry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you're right. If something does happen and something changes, I'm going to go ballistic. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to shoot my mouth off about it. And then I'm going to boycott them. <laughs> and then you're going to suffer, and yeah. nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just the way the world works nowadays. That's all I've got in in me uh, yeah. for today. Me Is too. That enough? Yeah, yeah, that's enough. I think. Yeah. Let's let's be gone. See if you can kiss this post on. Oh my gosh! Thanks for joining us on News from the Krabby Coffee Shop. You can download all the other episodes at GarageLogic.com. Not quite. Not your best word. (laughs) Thanks for listening to News from the Krabby Coffee Shop. New episodes drop every week wherever you get your podcasts.